Well, folks, as promised, we are back immediately after AEW Dynamite. I mean, immediately is kind of generous term. But um, <laughs> we're back about eight minutes after AEW Dynamite. Uh, it was a very interesting show, a very different show. Manny, is your TV playing? I mean, it's fine if it is, but I mean, oh, probably not the best. I thought I, thought I muted it. <laughs> just, just, a, just a mix of me and like ESPN playing. <laughs> yeah. It's, F- it's Fox Sports 2. I'm watching okay. Juarez versus Pachuco. Oh my God. Game. God bless. How are you tonight, pal? Good. Um, I have an update. Isn't Bill John Bill John? Wait, is it Bill Johnson who I called out earlier? Mike, Mike Johnson. <laughs> Mike Johnson. Uh, <laughs> update is Bill after I found him. I saw him during the show calling out MJF and let me and I quote, "I am not a fan of cursing." That was was it necessary for at MJF to spew wow. some of those words on Ash, on worldwide TV? Shouldn't AEW higher-ups keep in mind at 8 p.m. there are still kids watching wrestling? They can halt that kind of language. Why don't they? Is it cool? Nope. It is bad. Bill, after I'm coming after you in your PWI top 500, and this MJF tweet just shot you up to number two. Davey Meltzer is number three now. And ROH guy, fuck ROH guy, is number one still, and I'm still looking for him. Yeah, he's gonna be hard at the top. I feel the fuck yeah. ROH guy. He's that's the unthinkable. Um, he's gonna be my white whale. I agree with this. I actually one of the things I wanted to get into. Like, I will tonight was a good show, damn good show, yeah. especially the second half. It was great, but man, it was like noticeably different. Like, it's clear. There's a, I think there's a few things Tony has wanted to do with this show for a while, and he's had too many things on his plate and hasn't been able to, and he is like focused in on um on trying to change the pacing of this program. Last week it was noticeable, but I didn't know if that was as a result of like the emergency kind of circumstances. This week, I think it shows that like he's going to pace this show very differently moving forward. Before we get into like the segments. How did you feel about the way the show was formatted tonight, the way the show was paced? It was very, very different than what we've come to expect with the kind of all-over-the-place frenetic dynamites that we've come to love, but, you know, have been a little bit wild at times. What did you think? It felt kind of weird because, I mean, yeah. you said everything just hitting the wall and just, like, explosive, but it kind of felt like the show was building up to something and every match that they had kind of built to a better match, mm-hmm. yeah. which kind of sucked for, like, my kind of enjoyment because I wanted Moxley and Sammy to be good. And you can kind of just tell, like, it was yeah. just for whatever. But then I guess Swerving Our Glory was awesome. And then the women's tag was really good that I yeah. and then the uh finish kinda lost its way, but it was really good. And then uh Daniel Sid and yeah. Daniel Sid and Jericho, man. I knew you had it in you guys. I knew I had... Honestly, bro, I didn't want to say it, but low key legacies were on the line right there. You know what <laughs> I mean? Legacies were on the line. It was this was serious business. You know, if Chris Jericho had two stinkers with Brian Danielson, I was about ready to fucking erase him from the list of greatest of all time. Now he's back. He's still on there. So I want to believe a, that that cage match score was up there on the board. I want to believe it. Yeah. And Tony, well, when they're when they're walking, great. and when they're walking out, Tony just pointed at the board and said, "Make me proud." 
<laughs> I thought that match was fucking awesome. So there is a lot to talk about. Um, I agree with you. It was definitely, it took some adjusting to. The other thing with this show was the first hour, the crowd was not like red hot and they didn't give him a lot to go like crazy for. They popped huge for MJF. Obviously he was trying to get them to boo him. What mm. got the crowd really rocking was Swerve and uh, Swerve Keith and the Lucha Bro. They got the place fucking moving. It was, you know, a real cool moment for them. Just a really interesting show. I think philosophically, the idea that Tony went from zero to 100, I can't believe. Like the idea that Tony two weeks ago was like, fuck video packages too. We need one for every match. Something's like, that was interesting to me, that happening, the way it happened. Um, I liked the way it brought. There's only one video package, right? He kept typing up video packages. Well, no, but it was one. like the, it was the, not the video package, probably the wrong time for it, but like, you know, the pre-tape promos? Oh. That's okay, what he okay. was referencing. The video package was the, the Bronx, um, yeah, the, the hook, the hook Bronson deal. But he was referencing like the YouTube promo clips. That's what he was going for. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you know, that one for each, they did the Twitter promos and that whole thing. So that's what he was going for. Um, I highly doubt he's going to have the time to do that every week. I thought that was like saying that he'll do once and be like, that was fun. Um, it's one of those deals where I think it, I like what it does for the show. I think it makes it much easier to watch rather than it being like, what the fuck just happened? It definitely will take some adjusting to for, for like some of the viewers because I think even you just said it about the opener, like, this was much more traditional than we've come to expect with AEW, right? Usually it's just like every segment is just swinging for the fences. That wasn't what we got today. It was much more traditional wrestling TV, which I've been calling for. Are you a little concerned if they go more in this direction, it will limit your enjoyment? Where do you stand on that kind of part of it? Are you kind of like, let it play out? What do you think? I'll let it play out. I mean, yeah. you're not going to tell the Lucha Bros that if they're going to open up a match and be like, open up Dynamite and be like, hey, you guys got to go slow, take it easy. I Yeah. You're gonna, you have some wrestlers on that show that they're not going to care. Mm-hmm. This is something we do have to talk about. I mean, we both, you know, enjoy the show very much. Their audio mixing is, like, unfathomably bad, man. Like, what the fuck are they doing at this point with those shows? It's just, it sounds terrible. I don't understand. I genuinely don't understand how they manage it every single week. But I don't know. Um, that limited things slightly. Okay, what was your favorite thing on tonight's show, Manny? I'm intrigued. Uh, Danielson and Jericho. Yeah, me too. Um, can we talk about the fact that Chris Jericho, because he was blocking the chops like by moving his arm in, was happening. It was happening so often. Brian was chopping so hard that this part of Jericho's arm was fucking red from blocking the chops, which I can honestly say I have never seen before. Um, he legitimately looked like he'd lost years of his life in that match because Brian was hitting him so fucking hard. There was one moment where he punched Brian's foot, which legitimately made me pump, like throw my arms in there. I was so excited. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Amazing. What an amazing fucking... Every time I think Jericho, I wonder about Jericho. Every time I question him, it's back, man. It's back. He can't... He pulls it off. I, this match... Honestly, I thought the match would be good. I would be better than the pay-per-view match. I thought this blew away my expectations. I think it's probably the same for you, right? This was fucking awesome. It, they set the tone when they just went at each other and started like chopping each other, hitting each other. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to do like, the same thing like they did in their all-out match and they just like grappled and stuff. But yeah. man, they went in there with like this intensity that they really wanted this AEW World title. 
And like you just see uh, JJ posted it on his Twitter, the camera shot of them doing the seeing the world title and Danielson no selling those elbows. And I said, let's fucking go, bro. We're we're going we're we're going we're going to the promised land. He's gonna get us there. Absolutely. It's the kind of match that like it elevates the whole process of a tournament. Because mm-hmm. the tournament so far, it's like Brian and Hangman was obviously what you're looking for in terms of top level pro wrestlers. But um, for whatever reason, we can get into it a little bit later. But like the other side of the bracket to me was kind of, it felt like it's kind of mid card shit. As much as I love Box, it didn't feel like it had much magnitude or gravity. This is the kind of match, especially in the main event spot, that really made this tournament and this pursuit of the belt feel like truly important. And having the finish be as like clean as it was and no horse shit, and the way that Brian had to like fight to get the submission, um, man, I just thought it was great. And I have to say, like, look, I think we both are always in awe of the American Dragon Brian Danielson, who is just whenever you you know doubt him for a second, he's going to prove you wrong. Jericho was fucking good tonight, man. Like, I don't know how many more of these he's got left, but this and the Moxley match in the last couple months, he's shown there's still something in there. <laughs> something is in there. Can, I get so it, I get you know? so I get so scared when he does that Hurricane Rana from the yeah. top rope. Yeah. I'm like, is this gonna be the day where he just completely mm-hmm. misses the person and just falls straight on his back? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, when you when in doubt, he always comes out. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but yeah, he just like he comes <laughs> he just comes out and like just shows out, and I'm just like, man. Like, is this like the best time in Jericho's career? Like, I don't really, I don't think uh, I've seen. I've only seen bits and pieces of his whole career, but this is my first yeah. time seeing this whole New Japan AEW run of his, and I just feel like this is just some. In the time you've stuff. watched him, this is his probably his best year. Yeah, I think yeah. his best career year was like two thousand eight, two thousand yeah eight nine was the, wherever he wrestled Ray a lot. Those matches were fucking awesome. Um. I'm trying to remember, like, in between there. The list stuff was really good. You wouldn't like it, but it was very good WWE TV. But in terms of, like, high-end matches, I will say the first Eddie match, this match, and the Moxley match are, like, three of Jericho's best matches. I genuinely believe that. And he's, like, 51. Mm-hmm. So he's doing pretty fucking well. I mean, it's, it's very impressive in that regard. In terms of Brian, um, I couldn't mean this with less... I mean, I mean, we've all loved Moxley. Like, I couldn't mean it as less of a knock on Mox because it has nothing to do with him. But watching this, bro, we need to make this dude the world champ. Like, honestly, I love Moxley. It will feel like a genuine mistake if Moxley, if Brian doesn't get this belt. Like, it feels fresh, man. Isn't it weird how, like, it feels like they've hardly scratched the surface with Brian as a main event wrestler this year? No, I think dude. it shows in matches like this, man. He's so fucking good. Especially with that Seattle show coming up in a couple yeah. months. I've I know people are saying that MGF should beat uh Danielson right away at the next pay-per-view, but I mean you gotta keep it till he's in yeah. so he's in uh Seattle. And you know, and then on top of that, I'm already like when I saw that day, I just started running my mind like Danielson versus Swerve in Seattle or Danielson versus wow. Darby in Seattle. I'm just like, man, there's no need to because like we know we know MJF has that chip forever. You know, he can just be like, yeah, creeping around. You know, with that chip, waiting to cash it in. So we don't have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this is the time to strike right now when everybody's out and give Danielson that world title run that we all yeah. want. 
I agree. I, I really think the play is actually doing... I think you should do Moxley and MJF at full gear as a non-title. Yeah. Because you know? that's what you're kind of building anyway. That's the conflict. It doesn't need the belt. Brian, you could do a whole range of things with him as champ because it's fresh. You know, like at the chat the other day, everyone was saying King. Hopefully King's back soon. And that's like an easy one. Like if your top two matches at full gear with Brian and Eddie, Moxley and MJF, like it fucking works for me. I think you can play you can do that. You know, so it's interesting, man. I, I do want to... I'm hesitant on this topic because I don't want to get myself to a position where I'm disappointed if John fucking Moxley wins. Like, I think we both love John Moxley. Yeah. So, but I must admit, it sure feels like the time right now. Um, shout out to Franco, who cheered 69 bits. Nice. Um, yeah, hell of a man. I know, I know his friend, uh, Ego Guy, the Ego Dude from... Ethan Page? No. Uh, <laughs> his other friend, Ego, said that they're supposed to go fishing or something, and he was mad about it. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if Moxley would be really upset if they, if Tony just told him, "Hey, can you just work for another two more weeks and then you can go on vacation?" Yeah. So I, when he said that, something in my head rings like, "Is he gonna? Is he just not gonna go on vacation? And that's why he's mad about it?" Or even Dave kept saying that he thinks it's MJF and uh, Moxley for the title at full gear. That's what they're building. Like MJF's promo tonight was aimed at Moxley. Yeah, so it's like I'm not sure. Let me see. I don't know. I mean, it's hard, man. Like, I think we all want Mox to get his time, but at the same point, like, if I was booking that show, I would sure be saying to him, brother, I need you right now. Like, we're in a particular position. As much as I would love for him to take a break, I can see why Tony can't be like, just give me a couple more months to skip through the, this fall, you know? Like, it's a crazy time right now, brother. They're missing two of their top four guys, and they're missing their top take team. Like, it's fucking – it's hard. I don't know. In the, the in the funny thing too, if Dan if Danielson wins the world title, you can just do you have fresh matches on top. Then on top of that, you can pull from New Japan and get some of these dream matches out of the way too. Oh, Unlike yeah, same cool. thing, same thing where you had with Moxie as champ, you just pull from different yeah. people and you're just like, dang, here we go. Fuck, that is a really good point. Yeah, you could do some really creative stuff from his champ. Like honestly, imagine him. See, this is the problem. He can't work the Tokyo Dome anymore, can he? Because that yeah, that no, shows the can't. fifth. Fuck. Imagine him defending that belt on the Tokyo Dome. That'd be so awesome. Him and Zach for the world title. That thought came in my mind then. As soon as I was about to tweet it, I saw somebody. I refreshed my Twitter and I said, man, he can't do he can't do uh, Tokyo Dome because it's the next night. And I said, fuck. Yeah. Man. Bro, I'm in a real... So I'm in the States in a couple of months and I'm in Atlantic City when they are for Rampage. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm going to that show because I've never... Yeah, it's like you need to be, but, yeah. But... That like week waiting for them to announce something for that show because Rampage, you basically have two free slots for stuff to be good, right? Like, I mean, I'll have yeah. fun, but let's be honest, it ain't dynamite. You're gonna get like two serious matches on Rampage, and like the chances of me hitting on one of those, God bless you. it's gonna be very stressful. <laughs> you, I, I would have thought you were gonna be on a good streak because the last two weeks the Rampage has been good, yeah. and then this week Tony's like, they're getting a good Rampage next week, <clears throat> we'll yeah. give them. We'll give them something, but nothing too crazy this week. I like, think that's like that's one of those cases where <clears throat> Tony sees Joe the way you and I do. Yeah, and he's like, "They got Joe. <laughs> what are they complaining about?" You know, what I mean? like I think um, I think he'll book a strong. Like they're only at you know Bulbul Hall, Atlantic City. Surely it will be a pretty. Deep. I mean, that's a pretty crazy place to run Rampage on its own, anyway. So hopefully, I'm okay. Oh, it's Bulbul. just Rampage on its own. Yeah, just Rampage. They're, bro, Rampage is like. 
if all of October basically it's on its own. That's the so, first week of November they've just announced this on its own. Like, so that's uh-huh. the only date they've announced, right? That's not like on its own. Yeah, because if the, I if I if I'm Tony, I'm trying to run. If I'm doing Rampage Live, I'm trying to do weird small venues like the Hammerstein yeah. or the ECW yeah, Arena. Me too. You know, that's not what they're doing here. Yeah, I know. It's a big building. That building had fucking WrestleMania 4 in it, for Christ's sake. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I must admit, I, uh, as just a fan, I love that Rampage is going to be live a lot because, like, you know, it's just better, right? It's a more fun product. But I must admit, it, looking at the ticket numbers, it does not really feel like the time to start doing two live TVs every week. But, you know, God bless. Good luck, right? Um, hopefully, it all works out. They're doing a Halloween. They're doing a Halloween at Live Rampage on the twenty eighth for a casino. Dude. My God! Well, it's funny because like Tony Khan waited to do <clears throat> huge venues yeah. once <clears throat> once tickets stop selling out, <clears throat> which is it like, does like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is yeah. kind of crazy. I'm like, bro, you could. Why don't you run these big venues when you had like the momentum, and then when the momentum stopped, you're like, time to run the big venues. Yeah, Atlantic City for Rampage, brother. Um, I'm not asking for a lot, man. All I'm saying is, I know you have like connects. Can we get like Eddie Kingston and John Moxley versus the Briscoes? <laughs> Could you imagine? I'll DM Tony. <laughs> I got, I true. got, I got they a social bros doing, and swerve. So you did, yeah. Uh, the Rampage shows are actually doing pretty well so far. So hopefully, if they rebuild the audience's trust to and put on good shows, like people will be more willing to. To keep man, so I'm pretty, you know, look, honestly, I have fun regardless. Anyway, back to Dynamite. Main event fucking ruled. Um, the next best friend on the show, I think we both agree, was the tag title match, right? Yeah. Gotta be. Um, Swerve, everyone in this match is obviously great. This is not news, but like Swerve is, he's in a special place right now. Like he's finally, to me, this last three, four months, he's finally clicking in terms of like his whole potential. Not like 70% of himself that's already an upper mid card. I'm talking about like the guy that can be one of the top four or five people in the whole promotion eventually. He's getting to that point. It's really cool to see um, the way he can wrestle with personality, but he can also do these like modern spectacles and frills that, you know, guys like Ray Phoenix can. He can match Ray Phoenix in that regard to an extent as much as one can match mm-hmm. Ray Phoenix. Um, he's real special. Everyone involved in this match is special. I thought the tag match was... Fucking awesome, Manny. You requested it. What did you think of the tag title match? It delivered. And, of course, this was the match that got everybody on their feet and alive. And just that finishing sequence from the Spanish fly to the Canadian destroyer was just like, what a great moment for NAW. Mm -hmm. I just, just like, popped up from my chair. And, I like, you know that DiCaprio, when he's just like that, like he's pointing at the TV? (laughs) I, I did that. I said, there you go. That's it right there. And like, yeah. and the cool thing about this match was like, there's like so much history. Like you have Swerve and Phoenix from Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. I think Swerve wrestled uh, Pentagon in like a PCW weird match. My God! And then like, I, I I'm pretty sure Keith Lee wrestled the Lucha Bros at and PWG. Wow! Can somebody look it up for me? Yeah, someone in the chat do that. One out. <laughs> Is that's why though, as a big man, like genuinely. That's why Keith wrestling the way he does is an asset because 
he doesn't really take that many crazy bumps. When he took that Canadian, the plate, everyone stood up. It was fucking amazing. I, w- I was shocked that uh, Panda took the fall, too, because he never takes the fall. Yeah. So I-, I wonder how they convinced him to take it. But it ruled. Like, I remember I just like watched it, and I said, they're going to break this up, right? And then when it hit three, I said, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Panda, Panda took the fall. And then Keith Lee throwing Phoenix into – into the pin attempt to break it up, never seen it, and that no. ruled so that ruled so much. Yeah, he's and it's the other thing too is now that they've done it once, like he's gonna do that spot more, and he's gonna start like getting bold with it because this time because he didn't want to fuck it up because like it's a ridiculous spot. He knows he threw him at like one. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're gonna have a match at some point. Keith's gonna throw that bro like fucking two point nine. <laughs> He's gonna be even better because you could tell that Keith was like, let's make sure we just do it right. I'll fuck this up. Um it was incredible. I mean, Lucha Bros are honestly, legitimately, if the Oracle of Wrestling hit was here, he'd have a heart attack. But they are probably the most like underrated asset in like all of wrestling. Because when everyone's like when you have injuries and stuff like that, you realize they're so popular. Their matches are always exciting TV. They can both be valuable as singles wrestlers. Like, if you were looking at it as, like, trade asset, assets, you know, you and I pop all the time about, like, the trade machine. Genuinely, their value does not get stated. Like, they're, like, a real important act for them. Like, they're, like, major stars in that promotion and just in wrestling in general. They're, like, top guys. It's pretty fucking awesome, honestly. The funny thing, too, is about them is, like, I remember listening to, like, a AAA space and then... That one of the, I think it was Hugo asked him, like, what is Tony not seeing y'all? You should be big stars. And then Panda responded, like, I don't know. We just like to wrestle. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much all it was. He says, we're just going to keep going out there and wrestle. So it's yeah. just like, man, I just, when they go out there, they just steal the show from anybody yeah. that's out there. And like you said, they, they can be single stars all they want. But. Mm-hmm. I think the tag division really needs them. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we saw something so special today in the that segment. We had Swerve in Our Glory that's super over. We had mm-hmm. the Lucha Bros that are super over. Then the Acclaim came out yeah. and just had a big, as, like, a bit, like as loud as pop as anybody on that show come out. And I'm like, bro, we have three over tag teams. And that's not including FTR and the Bucks mm-hmm. that weren't on today's show. So, yeah. No, you're right. That's a good the, point. Sure. And they're all babyface teams, pretty much. Yeah. Besides. Well, yeah, I mean, you're swerve. right. Yeah, swerves are here, but they're, they're you know ultimately they're like a babyface team. Um, yeah, it's really interesting, man. Like, I think on a national promotion like this with this kind of roster, they are definitely more valuable as a team. Mm-hmm. But the fact that if you were like in a tough spot and you had a lot of injuries, you could just make Ray Phoenix a main event singles. It's like, fuck, they're just so you're valuable, and they they never foul them when when like featured. So it's very cool to see them in this spot. Very very cool. And I feel like AW also has like the advantage over WWE or any other promotion, major promotion, because they have Lucha. Because just look at all the Luchadors they have. Yeah. They have my boy Roosh, Andrade, Pentagon, and Phoenix. <laughs> and then they might bring in Dorado. So, yeah. I mean. I assume Dragon Lee will be back as well. Basically. Oh, yeah. And Dragon Lee's coming back. Yeah. They if he actually fit. never comes back, that would be one of the funniest runs in the history of wrestling. <laughs> He fights his brother in Ring of Honor, reunites his brother, and then gets the shit kicked out of him as his mask taken off. <laughs> and it's, I hope they bring him back. They set up a whole angle with him, too, like being helped yeah. up by the elite and everything. So, 
I mean, if, and then hopefully Bandito comes in, you know. Mm-hmm. This is true. I think this is still one of the most – I don't think they'll ever quite top that one for me. The, the, the Lucha Bros winning the tag belts and then, like, Pentagon over to his kid, that was, like, peak wrestling, you know. And his daughter crying because dad's, her dad's bleeding all over bleeding the places. all over, yeah. Just fucking boy. If you watch that back, I've said this before on here, but, like, Alex and Phoenix are, like, screaming at Penn, like, we need to get back because they're taking so long. And Penn is like, fuck off, man. I just did a cage match. Let me go for my kids to get it. It's the coolest shit ever. That show was such a magical, magical night. But, um, yeah, Lucha Bros, shout out to him. It, it, was, it was a really, really fun to match. One quick thing on the booking front. This is like saying that Tony Khan needs to do more of because, you know, you tweeted about this and you nailed it. They're going to lose these belts next week, right? They claim they're not losing twice. They're going to win these things in New York City. And that's, God bless them, they deserve it. They've earned it. We hope so. It seems like it, right? It'd be pretty. Yeah. St- I'd be stunned if they booked a rematch not to do a title change. So this is one of those things where as a booker, he could he could burn a match because he knows that these factors are not going to be there again. Swerve and Keith are not going to be the champs again because they're going to split before they're the champs again. So there's a chance to do a match that otherwise would be lost because it didn't make perfect sense. It doesn't need to make perfect sense to be good TV. He has to get better at this. Because otherwise, you have scenarios like Malachi leaving after a year, and you look at who Malachi is, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? It felt like he hardly touched anyone in the promotion. He, you can just burn matches sometimes. You legitimately have 40 guys that are like real TV players. Sometimes just do a match. Did any of us think they were going to lose these titles? No. Was it the most exciting thing on the TV show at that point? Yes. Just do this shit sometimes, man. Throw stuff out there. You know what I mean? Like, you, be brave with that stuff. You ain't going to hurt your neck. Because here's the thing. They could always rematch anyway. It fucking ruled, you know? Well. Um, and plus, on top of that, nobody cares. They're going to lose. Especially if you have a match like that. Yeah. Only... The audience doesn't care at all, bro. The audience is like... I would rather see my favorite wrestler wrestle on the TV show and lose than just see them wrestle on Dark Forever. Right? And we can all agree on that. Like, it's just... That's where I think... I would rather he pick, like, his core for TV and beat them all on TV than, like, the thing he does where he's so protective that he has everyone on the show at once. You know what I mean? It's just... I think that's the problem with FTR right now, that yeah. Tony, doesn't, Tony doesn't want to keep giving them wins because yeah. if they keep winning, they're just like... That's why they haven't wrestled a tag match in so long. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. Because I know everyone got mad about Casual too, but, like, that is... If you look at the last time they a tag match, it's, like, crazy. It's, like, ridiculous. So it's because of what you just said, the ranking stuff and the fucking... So it's, it's challenging sometimes. Um, I don't really know the best way to play that out, honestly, because FTR, like, if you're going to the Acclaim, you shouldn't be trying to go to FTR right away. You should give the Acclaim a chance to have a real run, right? So, and it also feels like the team that beats the Acclaim should be heels. It should be either your guys, Andrade and Roosh, or it should be, like, Buddy and Brody, or the Briscoes, or someone like, you know, Someone that could be a heel because I assume they're going to bring the Briscoes in as heels. Well, that'd be cool. If the Briscoes beat them, then you can just do FTR yeah. and the Briscoes again for and then. I will say, uh, <laughs> very careful on some of those Briscoes promos, but we'll we'll leave that there and proceed. Um, just quickly catch up our mouth. The Jericho Daniels match, we both loved it. Fucking ruled. Um, yeah, we I agree with. Plays. I agree with Willie. I don't. I don't really see the the Hobbs squashing really helping them. I don't either, um, but I do believe in, like, 
sometimes you need to like the repetition's important, I think. Yeah. I think it would do more for Hobbs, objectively speaking, if he was beating like if he was just feuding with a guy of relevance, you know, which I know he is right now with Ricky. What I'm saying is just generally is like a concept. But in fairness, the the, the Wardlow squashes work for Wardlow. So yeah, maybe it will help. I don't know. I don't disagree with Willie though. I think he's actually great with a modern audience, to be honest with you. But, um, let's talk about that now for a second. How did you feel about Hobbs doing a uh, Sam Joe tribute spot, getting busted open in a, in a quick match there? He had his fucking mouth was all bleeding and shit. So was what, that what busted was that what busted him open or was it uh Ricky Starks punching him? Oh no, it was before because when he was doing his promo, his mouth was all bleeding. So it was they must have like clashed heads in the match or something. I don't know what he did. Wait. Yeah, rules. Please tell me this is not what happened. Is this actually what happened? Demon Grin is claiming that he like <laughs> did he hit himself in the face. No way. <laughs> he was really struggling, like his promo was good. I like Hobbs as a promo, but he was like in between his lines. He was, you could see he was like dealing with the blood and he was trying, like, he didn't know if it's like swallow the blood. It was, it was rough. Don't, I don't envy it. Tough. Really? That's what I feel like you would be able to still talk if you have blood in your mouth. I mean, no, he was too, but in between, he was like, like he would like, he was like trying to lick his lip. It was weird. It was weird. Oh, made me uncomfortable. Honestly, man. You should watch it. It was weird. Good promo. I, mean, I love Hobbs. Great talent. Yeah, I was walking around when it happened, and I, I just I was just listening to it on my my thing. I said, "Why are they cheering for him?" And I come back and I see mysterious Starks just walking down and all dark and all surrounded by darkness. He looked really cool tonight, bro. Yeah, he looked really cool. He had that look at the camera with the eyebrow. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he looked so uh, mad too. Yeah, it was really cool. I loved his whole vibe tonight. He just came across like superstar. Um, I assume they're going to wrestle off Rash, my guess. Would you cool. assume so? Maybe a lights out match. Maybe that could close. That could actually close the tapings. Last year they closed it with lights out. Remember? Yeah, um, they just do. They do lights out. Ricky gets his win. It doesn't hurt uh, Hobbs's uh, mm-hmm. record, and then Starks goes on a feud with, with Jericho or something. So how did we do on our off Rash predictions? So we got right. So Moxley and Bryan's now locked in. Obviously, we knew the tag title match. We didn't get anything from the U Claudio FTR front. That feels like a rampage stuff thing. Yeah, right? yeah. They're gonna do some rampage. Serena and Tony was instead a four-way, which actually caught me way off guard. I was kind of stunned when <laughs> Fina crept into that. Garcia and Jericho feels likely, but I'm not certain. We know that the Bronson match is happening. Pack and Orange, we got right. By we, I mean the chat got right and we repeated them. There was nothing Jade, correct? Nothing no, nothing correct. for Jade. I think someone in the chat said this last week, actually, so I want to give them props on this. I think they're going to do Wardlow and Joe versus um, Woods and Nice. I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. Because did you notice they reminded us again of the Wardlow thing this week in the promo? I think Joe's going to beat Woods. The Hill's going to put the boots to him. Wardlow's going to make the save, and it'll be like they'll just kick the shit out of them on Rampage next week. Actually sounds like a fun match. Yeah, we good. I mean, I don't think they'll sell for him. Obviously, it'll be, lim- <laughs> it'll be limited as like a squash, but... It would be good if they had a real match. I think that's the thing. Um, it could be Willow. She's wrestling Penelope. Well, didn't they do that match like three times already? It also, like, I love Willow. Kind of feels like Penelope should win. Right? Yeah. Like, as a heel, I should probably give her a TV win. And Willow gets over in defeat, so I'd probably have I, Penelope win. I think they might have figured out this whole women's situation. Oh. The, you know, like, division. They kind of just moved like, the better wrestlers up to the... <laughs> 
Wow, right? Moved, yeah, they moved all the better wrestlers to the title picture because they're like, mm-hmm. oh, we got a good women's wrestler now as a champ. And it's, it's wild, bro. Like when you when you do like matches with good wrestlers and they're good, it's like fuck. We should been doing this the whole time. That match tonight, it's still out now. Finish went a little off the rails, and the actual finish itself, whoever said that was a good idea, should shouldn't have a stern talking to because Brit standing there like this, like it was a fucking <laughs> like, she, like she was putting something in the oven. What the fuck? Um, but the work in that match was really high level. Like the Serena Athena stuff was like, and I don't mean that as a look. Tony's um, Tony's damn good too, and, and you know, it's fun. But the Serena Athena business was fucking high level. I really like the tag match. What do you think, man? man Athena's offense is just brutal. I was just like, man, I thought she killed Deeb multiple times. I was just like, I thought she also broke her nose when they did that weird flip thing and mm-hmm. Serena lands on her face on her knees. I said, oh, I hope Deeb's all right. I was, the match is going to be like pretty much messed up if they don't do it. And then Tony Storm, when she comes out with that title, man, it just looks like perfect on yeah, her. She looked very confident. I felt very confident. Yeah. She seems like she's really like fired up for this kind of building the division around her, this this idea. I don't know if it will happen or not. Obviously, she got pinned tonight, which is very funny. Uh, but we'll see. Well, to be fair, it was just like the last two weeks, it kind of felt like the division has been being built around her, and it feels like there's been a lot of emphasis on trying to make her the yeah. top person. And she's also getting huge reactions. I think, like plus. to be totally honest, I'm not convinced they were going to do a four-way before. I think they were going to do like Serena and, and Tony, and she was going to beat Sheeta. I don't think Tony wanted to beat Athena again. I think it's what happened, genuinely. Because Athena just got pinned by Jade. I don't think so. I think they audibled, and his thought process was, um, she, you know, Tony's going to win next week. So it's like, it's that 50-50 thing. Like, it will undo this. Whether that's true or not, people can debate forever. But I think that's what the idea is. Um, Tony will win next week. So it doesn't hurt her. Athena is not winning next week. So it's not pin her here. I think was the idea, but... I get why people are upset about the finish. I uh, I like the match, and on, to be totally honest, on a completely personal bias level, I just fucking wanted to see Athena wrestle on TV. <laughs> I feel like I've hardly seen her wrestle any real matches on the TV show. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was good. I, I thought it was a really good match. So, is that um, anything else on the on the women's tag? It was a good time. Um, I just hope people don't say that they need a tag division title now. Because they don't. Well, maybe if we, if we like hired Brit there, it could be good. That's well, Brit's just, just does, a yeah. If Brit is just a tag wrestler, then sign me up. I mean, just put her in there because she's a she's a really good tag wrestler. She's good in and this, a yeah. deathmatch wrestler. But besides that, just I don't know how she can't make that into a singles kind of run. Mm-hmm. But oh, and also Hater, I want to how over she is with the crowd. I don't even know when that really happened. Because like. I, she it happened on Twitter first and then just translated yeah, to because at the pay-per-view they were like chanting, they were just trying for hate the whole time. They didn't chant for anyone else. It was kind of wild. Yeah, I don't know. It was, it was, uh, it's fun to see that happen. I hope they kind of get moving with that. I didn't mind what they did with her tonight, but it was kind of you know, I'm kind of ready for like a big development on the Jamie Hater front. Yeah, that's Hopefully kind of we weird. Did. Yeah, I was just why don't you just hit her with it? I don't know. I think it sets up I set, I think it sets up uh, Tony Storm for like two feuds. It's, it's, like, sure. She's already shooting with Deeb, I think, and then... Yeah, I think they're going to do... It'll be interesting what they do at full gear because the fact that it isn't a Deeb singles makes me think they might just save that for the pay-per-view, but, like, 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know if you need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, think so. I actually like Serena Locke. I think she's such a good wrestler, but like, I don't know if you need to do another pay-per-view program with her. You know what I mean? I think that could be a mistake in some ways, but it will be interesting. Hopefully, like, it's been nice the last few weeks with, you know, good things to say about these matches. Hopefully that continues. I don't think the formula's that complicated. It was never that complicated. They just made it that way. Um, so hopefully, you know, we keep... I think a thing that should genuinely, like, she should wrestle on one of the two TV shows every week. She's so good at TV wrestling, man. Because her shit's like eye-catching, and it's like explosive. That move she does, the one you mentioned earlier with the, with the knees, she's like on, their, on her shoulders and like throws one yeah. through her knees. It's fucking insane. She's like a power wrestler at like four foot 11. <laughs> she fucking rules, man. I'm always afraid she's going to hurt herself. Stuff. Yeah, I know. Look, I know her promos are not that good, but like, She's just so good. She don't get nearly enough respect for how good she actually is. Like, well, honestly, she's just, such a good wrestler. I think she might be coming into her own with the promos because I, I don't I agree, think she's yeah. as bad as she was before. I don't same thing. Her. Same thing with guys like Claudio and stuff like that. You hear like they're really bad promos, and then AW, you know, they're just pretty they just good. Let them I mean. be. Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, you know they're not you know blow anyone away, but I just think you let them be. Like, look, she's a dork. She's a nerd. She's not cool. But it's like. I have way, if I was booking that division, I have way bigger concerns than Athena not being cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't worry about Athena. It's always my take. It's like, she can, she'll get over out there. She can go and wrestle. She's fine. Um, so yeah, she fucking rules. Serena is fucking awesome. Tony looked really confident out there. Britt Baker is very good in the tag team setting. A lot of praise for the women involved. I wish the finish was executed better because they were clearly trying to protect Tony. But my God, the way they did it just looked like shit. So it kind of killed it. But, you get what you get, I suppose. All right. I don't want to be mean about Sammy Guevara. But. Man, you can't be wrestling with your cheeks out like that. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> there's kids watching. There's kids so, watching. I didn't think the match was, like, bad at all. I thought it was, like, pretty good. But Sammy's doing this thing, and someone said it on Twitter. And I forget who it was. But, like. He's he's trying to wrestle as a heel, but it's like all of the things that Sammy's good at is just being like a like a reckless lunatic and like doing dives and stuff. And he did a couple dives, but when he was in control of this match, I just thought it was so fucking dull. And the crowd was not like when he was in control of this match, the crowd was not like going crazy booing. They just kind of was waiting for Moxley to get back on offense. And it was a fine match. It was pretty good even. I didn't think it was anything you know below that. But it's just like. Moxley's got such a high standard right now. I don't know, man. I would be very tempted to give Sammy a few months away and let people just hope people will miss him a little bit because I don't really buy that this heat is good heat at all. I think like the crowd's kind of just out. I don't know. What do you think of the opener, Manny? Maybe I'm wrong here. The, the weird thing about Sammy is just like, he wrestles like a baby face and everybody wants to cheer him. Yeah. But everything about him is just screams heel. And I think he's just having a hard time to hard time translating his inner ring to his heel work. And the only way I think he realizes he can get heat is by just making out with Tay mm-hmm. and doing that stuff, which I wouldn't really that's not my kind of thing, and I wouldn't really be doing it. I would just have him act like a dick and then just wrestle like a baby face. I don't yeah. know. That's just 
No, I didn't mean wrong. It's just, it was very, like, it was very noticeable that tie out there that, like, the, the heat was not really there. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know. The crowd was into them when they weren't out there. It's just once. I Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's not that they don't, like, care at all. It's like the way people talk about it on the internet, you'd think he's getting like booed out the building and like they're like really rabid for when the babyface makes a comeback. And like they're not. They just sort of sat there when he was in control of the match. I don't think he really knows how to like do a heat segment or a control segment. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he knows a lot about it and I'm being a dumb fuck. But I think, I just, I just think you, I think you spot on. I think you're struggling to figure out how you should wrestle in this role. Um, I rewatched it because I watched Rampage on the air and I was kind of half focused and I was talking to Jack, but I watched it back. And like, that was like the weakest match he's had with Derby by far. Yeah. Because he didn't want to do like a spot fest because he's a heel, right? You could see he didn't want to do that. But it's like, shit, man. If you don't do a spot fest, like, what is Sammy about spots? Like, he's just kind of like a guy. There's not like, he's not like a guy with enough range to do other stuff. So I don't know. Let me be clear. The match wasn't bad. I think we both agree it was like, it was fine, right? It was pretty good. But for John Moxley's high standards, it was not quite that, unfortunately. I'm not. He he was. It seemed like he was hanging with Mox for a bit, like yeah. in the ring. Like he didn't look out of place. No, it's just it just felt like he felt out of place once the closing stretch of the match. You know, like where just, all that stuff was coming out. Yeah, you never believed he was going to beat John Moxley. The yeah. audience didn't either, and that's the thing. It's like that's fine to a level. That he like no one in that audience believed he was gonna win until they did the tie thing. That got a pretty good reaction, right? And the finish got over. So the finish got over great, so good job. You know, it was not like it was a fucking miss or anything. But during the meet of the match, you could tell that they were there to see Moxley's shit. And when Sammy was in control, it was kind of like they just was it, it wasn't the same. So his ways, I don't know. And I like uh, I like Sammy's offense because it seemed like it fit right in there with uh, Moxley. Both of their offenses are explosive and physical. So which rules? I just yeah. kind of wish he relied on that more as a heel instead of just yeah his flips and stuff. He's trying to – I think he's trying to basically do two things at once. Like, and it's and it's like I think he needs to just sort of pick what he's going to be as a heel. And, again, this is true. This is why I was just referencing the type. Um, that, that low blow spot got over huge. The actual finish itself people came up for big. So, like, it wasn't a complete disaster. It was, you know, it was, again, it was pretty good. I just – I can't – Honestly, in good faith, tell you that he should be at this level on this roster for like a while. I don't need to see Sammy in these kind of matches, man. Like, he's solid and there's a place for him, but in a world title tournament, I'm calling Sammy for a bit. I'm sorry, that's just me. Um, Crocky, did you just spoil Rampage for us? Yeah, spoilers, brother. <laughs> wow, so <laughs> what is that? So that was oh, that's very interesting. We can't talk about it's about respect for the business. No Rampage spoilers here, folks. Anyway, I those matches rule. So, I mean, <laughs> um, Manny, do you want to talk about MJF? <laughs> My God, <laughs> I, I got sick. Just, I just got sick thinking about it. No, I don't really. I didn't know he was cutting a promo until I came back from eating my burger. So I just. Oh bless! I don't know, man. Um, I'm just gonna say this. I'm very happy for everyone that enjoys MJF. A lot of people really enjoy MJF. I'm very happy for all of them. I hope to one day understand the genius at hand when it comes to MJF. 
Um, good luck. I don't know. I was very happy to see Stokely get some promo time. I felt bad for him having to follow Max in the sense that Max is super over and it was challenging. I've already did a hell of a job. There were two really strong promo segments. Obviously, I think he would have been well served to like give Stokely his own segment because it felt like the crowd was already tired of hearing people talk. But Stokely did as good a job as he could. What did you think of the uh, of Stokely introducing the firm? Well, to say one more thing about MJF is like, I feel like I can't believe he just came back and is doing the same thing that oh, he was doing before. I, but, honestly, I've agreed with this for the longest. I think Max is like a genuinely really good worker in the promo. Yeah. I just don't get the promo stuff at all. It's not that I think he's bad. It's like when I like I people think he's like the best promo in wrestling. I'm like, what the fuck am I missing? Like he's it's so cookie card to me. Well, I think what happened with MJF was, and this was eventually going to happen. I just think it happened really fast. Was he got over as a wrestler? Yeah. And now that he has, and people cheer him when he comes out sometimes because he's a good wrestler. Cheered him a lot tonight, yeah. Yeah, and the thing is, now he's trying to battle. Now he has to rewalk what he did as a wrestler, mm-hmm. being good at it, and then that promo it's where that, everybody liked it in, in LA. Yeah, that's the. I think that's the key. The wrestling thing is true. He got the audience's respect when he wrestled Darby and Punk, but the LA promo is the real problem. He's a babyface now, man. It's tough. And like, no matter how many times he calls him fat or like losers. It just doesn't work because they know that he's, they're all like admiring him as a heel, which is fucking, it's rough to begin with. I, I don't know. I Genuinely, I ain't saying the dude's bad because he's not. He's like obviously a good promo and he's a big star and so on and so forth. It's just, I just wish I enjoyed him as much as people do. Like genuinely, like I, <laughs> I wish I got as much fun out of Max as, as, Oh no! Um, I just wish I had as much fun with Max shit as a lot of people do. I just find his content to be so, so rough. Um, I know it's hilarious. Um, so anyway, Stokely, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'm kind of glad that they came out and just straight up said that they're not with MJF, that they're just yeah. friends that are helping them out, which you know is cool. And I kind of I like how everybody in the faction they aren't really connected, they're just right. a group of friends, pretty much. The firm, yeah. and like he Stokely was get Stokely was giving everybody his agenda and what they wanted to do. Ethan Page want the All Atlantic title, which is funny. I mean, I guess it's good that Ethan Orange Cassidy might be packed, and that makes more sense of Orange Cassidy and Ethan Page than Ethan Page versus Pack. It's a weird fit, right? Super yeah. weird fit. <laughs> and you know, Ethan Page is probably gonna win that title when they go to Canada. So oh my god. And then is that um, scoop? No, I just <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I feel like they're just gonna have Ethan Page have the title when he go wins in Canada. And then yeah. um the 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 ass boys are definitely not winning those tag titles. So I guess we should <laughs> Yeah. Hopefully not soon. You gotta be careful with that stuff, right? Like obviously some of the guys are gonna have to achieve what they want to achieve. Because otherwise it would just be like these guys are fucking losers. <laughs> Why is Stokely yeah. managing them? You know? Well to be fair, Morris here he got what he wanted, a friend. So True. I mean uh yeah. and then uh Moriarty. 
that's going to rule when he eventually wrestles for the pure title. Do you think they're going to do that next week? When are they going to do Gossi has got to be on that show, man. Yeah, hopefully they don't do it right away because then it's like, well. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> what does Moriarty do now that? Uh... I agree with this. Lee looks like he's really into this role and he's like trying to maximize his TV time. Um, which well, is cool. strikes match. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, I was glad as he started to get the time again. I would have moved it around the show a little bit to not go straight after Max or really done a long promo. Um, but it was still good. He got the time. He did a good job, and you know, it was it was a worthwhile expense in terms of TV time. I thought I thought it was necessary. So, good so job. I was so like I was confused too. Like, is you think Soakley is just going to be coming out with MJF? Or that was just like a. Yeah, I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily know what it will look like in full flight. I don't think so. I don't quite know like how this like what this looks like on weekly TV. You know, like it's yeah. as you said, they're not all going to be connected. That's kind of the idea. Yeah, it just seems like it just seems like uh, Stokely is like Rich Paul, and he's just managing a whole bunch of players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's what it just seems like. Yeah, and I'm, it's a good thing that uh, Stokely isn't with Jade anymore. Because it didn't really yeah. on paper you think it rules, but then when you see it play out, Mark Sterling was a lot better at his role. Yeah, because, because uh, you need is, to... uh, yeah, Stokely isn't a geek, you know, like right. you, you need boss a bunch around of make fun of. Yeah, yeah. It, that was the problem with that fit was is you need the person with Jade to be a punching bag because she's the cool one. She has to dunk on the person she's with. With Stoke came in, it was like you don't want to dunk on Stoke. He's just got here, right? So it's like yeah, it's um. Yeah, it's, I did think this was a pretty neat little segment. I'm sure it popped you very much. I know you love Dan House. And, um, it was well done. It was good. It was well done comedy, Manny, you know? Variety show, brother. Well done. He's um, yeah, a dude. God yeah. bless. Respect. What did wrestling become? <laughs> Same old shit it's always been, brother. <laughs> um, Jungle Boy and Jay Lee thought, I can't pretend I paid a lot of attention to. The crowd did not appear to be thrilled. But it sounded and looked like what I saw of it was very, very solid wrestling. I was very excited, very happy when Man- when Shoot sent me your your tweet, Manny, which was these guys are ho- these lads are hooping, <laughs> which was the only tweet that read that way on my whole feed. <laughs> so I ask you here a couple of hours later, were those fellas hooping, Manny, or was you a little bit carried away there? What do you think? Well, the rest of us in Discord thought they were wrestling really good. <laughs> yeah. It looked like it was very solid. Like they, I, you know, I to be honest, I wasn't really paying attention until uh, <laughs> until until Jay Lethal hit that dive to the outside and looked like he killed a uh, Jungle Boy. And I said, you know what? I'm just gonna sit down and watch the match. I didn't pay a lot of attention to this, but I will say again, Lethal doesn't suck. You know his outside <laughs> activities might. Activities. <laughs> I, uh, lethal in the ring doesn't. He does not miss an AEW. He's a good wrestler. I don't know about, you know, him being on TV every single fucking week, but he's a good wrestler. Fine. Um, it was. It looked like, you know, it was a very solid match. I will say from a booking perspective, these are the kind of matches I actually think they should do more often also. Like, this was not like an extended program or story. This was just a guy that you want to push and feature getting a win. I know you're not a big Jack Perry fan, but it was nice to just see like a babyface win a wrestling match, and that's it. More of this, please. I would like more of well, this. Things I thought it was weird because they, they said that he was Jungle Boy Jack Perry. And now mm-hmm. he's just back to Jungle Boy, which is kind of like, 
the disappointment. That was strange. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I feel like he was just going to be Jack Perry now. It was weird. Yeah. It... Well, this match also was good, too, because we got two average push guys going at each other. Yeah. We don't really see that. So it's a nice uh, change of pace. I'm a big believer in the TV show just having these kind of matches. Like, And it was like he just beat him. Good. Like, it's look, it's great that a guy like that, you know, Jake was in that feud with Christian, but it's like some of your baby faces should just win wrestling matches on the TV show. Like it's it's fine. And this is what Lethal's role is anyway. So it's like I thought it was a nicely if it was a refreshing move. I can't pretend I paid a lot of attention to it because quite frankly, I was focus was elsewhere, but uh it, it looked like it was solid. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I just want to say Lethal is so lucky that Tony Khan is a huge fan of ROH. Because yeah. I don't know where else he'll be getting this push. He's like the only guy that left that ROH crew. Mm-hmm. That ROH oh my crew. God. That's not painful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my dogs did that. You're talking about Jay Lethal, right? Yeah. The way Jay Lethal's getting pushed and the way that he's just like getting used is just so crazy. Out of all the ROH bunch yeah. that left, he was the one that's like Huge on AWTV. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's like um, the way, like the idea that there are wrestling media people that think Jay Leaf was underutilized is like disgusting to me. Like it makes me mad. Like, like that Alfred fucker is like, why won't they push Jay Leaf? It's like you piece of shit. I see Jay Leaf every fucking week on the TV show. I can't escape him. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm sure it's fine. Is there anything else on Science Show that we're forgetting here? I'm trying, I'm trying to think if there was any other. Did you see that 411 Mania thing? No. Uh, I'll just read the art. I'll read the article title. It's oh, something no. about AEW getting a more time on TV. Oh yes, no, I did. I did shoot something to make. I got you. So basically, it was saying that there's a belief they may add like wrestling themed shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we heard about like shoulder programming and stuff ages ago, right? Yeah. And it kind of never, like, other than the road show, that was about all we got. But there was names, there was talk about like three, four shows at one point. I don't know. Saints happening on that relationship because, like, Rampage being live feels like a very interesting move at this time. Um, combined with that, I'm like, yeah, I think to the surprise of no one, I think AEW's going to be okay when it comes to being on TV. I think, I don't think they're going to end up on fucking Access or whatever, you know, and they'll be all right. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I really like tonight's show. Very different type of show. For me, that's a positive. I thought this was a lot more like sustainable Crockett. and steady. Yeah, bro. Well, not quite crooked, but it was, very, <laughs> it was like traditional TV. It was paced in a way where I could, I was talking to my brother a lot and we could just talk about other shit without watching the TV show. Like we were going to miss something because it was a fucking roller coaster ride. If you're in the chat and you prefer the roller coaster ride, I totally get it. Manny probably agrees with you. I get it. I can't, too much going on, you know, dizzy. This is much more my, my speed. So I really like the show very, very much. Manny, any final thoughts on, on Dynamite? Not really. It was like, it's a great show. Everybody go out of your way to watch uh, Jericho, Danielson 2. That's the only thing. Oh, and also Swerve and Lucha Bros. Absolutely. Are you going to write a uh, no. write a feature about either of those? No? No. no. You're very quick there. You do not do Jericho pieces? No, I'm just not in the mood to write right now. I told myself that I was going to write every day, oh. try to write something, and then uh, I made that choice, and then I had to work the next day. 
16 hours and I said after I did after I worked at 16 hours the first day I said you know what I don't think I'm gonna get to it I'm gonna start Monday yeah woke up for my long nap and I said you know what uh this was a dumb idea for me to come up with and I'm gonna write out every day I'm just gonna write what I like so your your mission statement lasted one day <laughs> no it lasted four hours and then just... four hours all right, tremendous. Are you heading to Discord after this? Yeah, I will, yeah. I'm going to hang out there for a little bit too. All right, folks, we hope you've enjoyed this. Um, each Wednesday, we're either going to do this or some weeks we're going to do a watch along. Um, it all depends on the way things are, you know, figuring out. So next week, it'll probably be this again. We'll try and go on before and after Offer Ash. Obviously, it's their biggest TV show of the year, I think, kind of objectively, right? Offer Ash yeah. is there. That's their biggest TV, so... Hopefully they sell um, the two t- the two thousand tickets. I think they still have left. They've got a few more than two left, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, for the current. Oh, really? Like, I mean, how many have they sold? Somebody, let me know in the chat, and we'll get back to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, shoot did say they sold four hundred, so I think they have like twenty thousand left. Actually, could you imagine? Did you imagine they rocked up to our fresh stadium for a four-hour TV taping with 400 people the, Did you see the people that uh, Action Bronson's Instagram post was that they were going crazy about like, that he's on AEW? There was like yeah. UFC fighters. There was uh, Sasha Banks. There was oh my God. Air Hawani. Shit, we didn't even talk. That was the best film on the whole show, dude. Why is Action Bronson the best promo on the, uh, you know, in the territory? It seems telling. He's, he's fucking good. I knew he had it in him. I watched his show Munchies, and uh, I watched his YouTube show. He's a great artist. I just knew he had it in him, and he's a huge wrestling fan. So, and a, and a fashion of, icon to me. Fair. In terms of the uh, Ash show, from what I can gather, they've sold like eleven, twelve thousand around that range, right? Yeah. What I meant was they only have two thousand to sell because that's what they've like. That's what the building is set up for right now. Obviously, we know it does more than that because last year it did 20, right? So that's what I was saying. But And hopefully Arthur Ashe has more food than last time. Yeah, apparently it was like a fucking nightmare in there last time, right? <laughs> yeah, they didn't know there was going to be that many fans, even though they sold out the venue. Yeah, oh, strange. Um, hopefully it's a good time. We'll be back for one of these then. Tomorrow night, latenightgrin.com. Uh, the grin itself, the flagship program, many grins to be had. I think it's going to be the core four. I think, I think it's myself, shoot, Oracle, and Bobby. I don't know. We'll see. We'll let it play out. So that's tomorrow night, Friday, some other shit, I'm sure. Um, folks, have a good evening. Follow Manny at Manny the Hooper, <laughs> Dave Melser. You're fine for now. Yeah, no after you're coming we're coming <laughs> yeah, I'm like Dana White looking for those uh, illegal pay-per-view stream guys we got him we fucking, I love what he said that we got him <laughs> there's a van outside your house <laughs> there's like the van is a man that's craziness <laughs> um, so yeah what was I watch Cobra Kai well um, if you miss Grin Grappler catch up on the YouTube gimmick now it was a hell of a time with Alex, Bobby, and Oracle. We talked about Stan Hansen for about two and a half hours. It was tremendous. Um, we'll be doing the Ask episode soon. There you go. Maybe you get some like much later on the weekend. You'll, you'll listen to them. 
Here we are from Saturday and Sunday. Never say I can't respond till like next time I see you. All right, folks. Have a good evening. In the meantime, enjoy this outro. Oh, hell.